Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 15 and verse 25. Now his older son was in the field. And when he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. Nobody even went to get him. He's <laughs> like... We're all partying without him. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. So, of course, in this parable, the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees is, who were represented by this guy, he's been working really hard to be right before God, or at least working really hard to be right. At least I'm not like that stupid brother of mine who went out and wasted everything. At least I'm not like that. You know, and, and he really believes that because of his hard work, that that's why his father approves of him. And he's out in the field, and he draws near to the house. He's coming home for the day, but he hears the celebration, so he calls a servant and says, what's the commotion? What is going on? Verse 27, and he said to him, your brother has come home, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed a fatted calf for him. Wow. Here's a good point. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I mean, if, if you had an employee who, you know, was wasting everything and, you know, went off and, and he came back, you're like, I don't even want to talk to you, right? A bad employee. But the older brother doesn't understand that this isn't about that. And it isn't that he's accepted because he's served and never transgressed the commandments. He's accepted because he's a son. Let, let me just say that again. He, he isn't accepted because he's served and he's never transgressed the commandments. He's accepted because he's a son, right? And so it is for me and you. We're sons and daughters of the king and he accepts us because he adopted us into his family, not because we've been perfect or we've been good enough or we've worked really hard. Maybe you have worked really hard and maybe you have been close to perfect and maybe you have done everything you can to try to please God and do the right thing and you took lumps because you, you did the right thing when you could have done the wrong thing and easily gotten off, but you didn't do it and you worked hard and you were serving so hard and then... Somebody who's been living their life as a waster, as a partier, as, a, as a, a slump. And that person comes in and then God just receives them. This was the problem. This was the whole problem with the Jews because they'd become so convinced that they were better than everybody else that they forgot that they were children. 
And we can never forget that we're children. We can never forget that no matter how hard we work or how much we do, we're not earning something. We're not, you know, gaining something in the sense of being acceptable before God. Because when you are a child, you are accepted. You know, in my, in my family, all of my children are accepted. We've had children, we've adopted children. And we accept every single one of them and our prayers are for them and our heart is for them and we want them to do good. And some of them at times are well-pleasing and some at times are disappointing. But they're all accepted. They're all my children and I love every single one of them and I would give my life for any one of them because they're my kids. But they're not accepted because they're doing everything right, because they're getting straight A's, and because they're doing their chores whenever I ask, or they're working harder than any of their brothers and sisters, or because they love God more than one of the other siblings loved God. I love all of them the same, and I, I, my heart breaks and yearns and, and cries out to God for every single one of them. And it's not because they're doing better, they're doing worse. And sometimes I kill the fatted calf for a kid who just barely gets by. Because just barely getting by is such an improvement, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and other times I kill the fatted calf because somebody got straight A's because this is the seventh time in a row they got straight A's. But I love every single one of them. And so being a, an awful child does not mean that you're rejected. Verse 31, and he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother, notice this, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Notice Jesus doesn't tell us how the older brother responds. Why? Because if you're the older brother, you have a choice to make. If you're the scribe and the Pharisee, you have a choice to make. I mean, the story could end like this. The older brother says, that's ridiculous. I can't be a son in this house. I'm out of here and, and I'm leaving. And he goes and leaves and does his own thing. He could do that. Or he could say, you know what? Dad, you're, you're more gracious than I am. But for your sake, I'll forgive my brother. For your sake, I will go in and I will party and I will make merry. My heart's hurting because I feel ripped off, but I, I will go in and I'll, I'll make the best of it. It, it could have gone either way. But the reality is, is that it doesn't matter if you're the older brother or the younger brother. The, the, the father is saying, come home. Come home from your hard work of the day and be, be merry with us and let's rejoice together. Or come home from your prodigal living and, and let's, let's make things right. Let's restore relationship and fellowship. But whether you're the Pharisee or you're the sinner and tax collector, whatever it is, if you've been working hard or you've been wasting your life, God is calling you to come home. And we have a decision to make. And that decision is going to be, yes, I need to come back to the Father. And I need to say, yes, you are the most important thing. And I want to be in your house. And I want to serve you. And I want to follow you. And I will be your slave. And he says, oh, you can't be my slave, but you can be my son. And, I, and I'm going to kill the fatted calf. And I'm going to put a robe on you and a ring on your finger. And I'm going to restore you back to fellowship. And you're going to have equal treatment with everybody in the household because you're my son. Or maybe we have to say, okay, well, I have to enter into this place where maybe it's just not fair in my mind, but I'm going to come and I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to forgive my brother and sister and I'm going to, to be a part of the family again. I'm going to keep peace and, and keep fellowship. And I'm going to realize that I'm loved not because I work so hard, but because 
I'm a son and because my father loves me. And understand that he loves every one of his children. Sometimes it's a hard thing for us to do, but that's what the father wants. Or maybe as you listen to this parable, you're just thinking, I have a prodigal. I have a, a son or a daughter who's gone astray and I want them to come home. And you can, you can take heart in that, that this father who prayed and waited and saw him coming long before he was close to home and ran to him that the father is in control of your kids. You can't control them. You can't make it happen, but you can pray. You can seek the Lord. And you know, he loves them more than you do. Hard to believe, but he does. And he can bring them home. And what a beautiful thing it is when he does. He meets them outside the road and he falls in them, and he restores them. But I think it's important also to remember the attitude of this father. When his son came home repentant, he restored him. He didn't hold it over him. He didn't say, hey, where's my money? You know, you wasted everything. He's not interested in our money, and he's not interested in so much in our obedience as much as he's interested in our sonship, in our daughtership, right, or whatever that is. Right? He, he wants us to be his child. And that's what God cares about. Amen? Will you stand with me? Let's pray. And we're going to take communion today. Lord Jesus, we just come before you. We thank you for this beautiful parable that you told to the scribes and the Pharisees and to the tax collectors too and the sinners. And And maybe that's us here today. We're a we're a saint, we're a sinner, we're somebody who, who needs your mercy, needs your grace. Whether we're the younger son or the older son, we need your mercy and your grace. We need to know that we're accepted by you, Lord. And so I just pray that that would be apparent to each one of us, Lord, today. No matter where we've been or what we've done, no matter how we've wasted our life or the, the things that we've done to, to try to wreck our lives, Lord, you accept us and you, you restore us because you love us. And so we come to you with humility, Lord, and just ask for your grace that we would see you as the father that you are and not as this tyrant, not as this slave master, but as this wonderful father who gives us food enough and drink enough even to spare, that you take care of our needs. But most of all, you love us as your children and you accept us as your children. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just Lord, help us to come in, to come home, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.